Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hosted. This is the podcast where we get to flip the script a bit and hear from podcast hosts. And today I'm super thrilled to have Tony DeRoso and his pup Ronan on Hosted. We may hear from Ronan during this episode, but we may not. But in either way, it's going to be totally great. But um, Tony is the host of Journey to Success, the Tony DeRosso show, Journey to Success. He has published over 228 episodes. Super impressive. I think that's right. Is that right, Tony? I've lost count. <laughs> but what I think is easier to count is the number of interviews I've done. Okay. It's over 600. Wow. That's incredible. That's I've amazing. Been- Thank you. I've been doing this for six and a half years. And in that, I've had three different name changes or different names of the show. So 220 episodes could be, you know, my latest show, but then there was the spotlight and then there was Revenue Chat Radio. All in all, it's over 600 interviews. And about a month ago, we broke the sound barrier. Don't know if I told you, but we've, we have surpassed 25 million all-time listens on my show through podcast downloads, as well as, uh, you know, video platforms and stuff like that. That's so great. And your show is syndicated, correct? Yes, we are uh, on uh, nationally syndicated on U.S. radio. We're on a bunch of stations there. And um, I just keep growing. I I, I need more. (laughs) You, You won't stop. I want more. Well, congratulations, Tony. That's that's great news. What a journey. I can't wait to dive into this. So six and a half years ago, what made you start the the first initial podcast? What started that, Brandy, is unfortunate accidents or issues or incidents. And I'm going to give you a, a comparison. In the past couple of years, we, we've had what I call an area, a, a time period of madness, new protocols, lockdowns, so many different things. A lot of businesses went under and a lot of people were hurt, and there are all these rules. Well, back in time, about seven years prior, I had my own lead generation company. I'm running this company. We're doing really well. And the federal rules, regulations, do this, don't do that, new protocols. There were four major ones in seven years, which crippled my business, just like the events, and everyone can relate to the events of the past couple of years. Give you an example. I go into my office on a Monday morning, And one of my clients, I'm doing over a million dollars in sales annually. And I had multiple clients. This client canceled. Why? Well, another federal regulation came down. The attorneys all got together and they decided that the company could no longer accept any kind of marketing services whatsoever. And they had to retool all their marketing, including internal branding, positioning, everything. And it just shut me down. You know, it, it kept happening four times in seven years. And I got really tired of it, Brandy. And I asked myself the question or asked the world, the universe. I asked God, what can I do that I can control? What? And I kept hearing this word, Brandy, podcast. And I was like, what is this word? You know, I keep hearing it. And I'm the type of person when I hear something multiple times, I kind of, like anyone, start to investigate. And when I found out, it was like, Hey, I can do this. I'm Italian. I can talk. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, is like from, you know, multi-millions a year in sales to this, but I could control it. I knew that I would be able to podcast anywhere I wanted to in the world. That's when I started. And I, I'm happy to tell you about that journey. Yeah, that's really incredible. Um, that is quite the story. So are you operating your business at, at any capacity now, or are you just, are you podcasting full time? Actually, we, we do operate the business where we do social media marketing and we're able to, using social media exclusively, we're able to engage or entice, not that, not that it's anything bad, encourage people to go check this out or check that out. So mm. we're able to drive a lot of people, give you a case in point, we just did a promotion for my own book in, in like a week, we got 55,000 people that wanted to get my book. And it went up to number two on the Amazon bestseller list. Uh, it's called Iman, the Iman of Atlantis. The first, it's, an, it's, a, it's a series. And the first book is out called Bitten, B-I-T-T-E-N. And it was just like, wow, it was just so nice to see. Now, there's people that know me, you know, from podcasting as well as from promotion, but it's all done through my social media. That's a really great case study and, and some real direct ROI there. That's, that's really cool. Is, it, is the book, is it sci-fi? What, uh, what genre is it? It's a fiction fantasy book. I've always liked to write, hey, but yeah. being a podcaster and, into, and I, I interview people at the top of their category, whom I call elite entrepreneurs, you know, billionaires, millionaires, and they give advice to to us entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, businessmen. So it kind of doesn't quite fit. Like here, I am writing a storybook, but I have an I have a co-author who's helped develop it. So it's okay to come out with a a, a fiction story, a fantasy fiction, with a co-author, and it just kind of works. And there's some truth in there, but you have to read it and determine what's true and what's not. But we kind of fictionalized the truth about how our ancestors back in the Atlantis days were and how they operated. And it's, it's very, very cool. So, yeah, so I have fiction and nonfiction, and I'm actually coming out with, you know, my nonfiction book, a, a real book on creating your vision. We're, we're, we're in the final putting together editing part of that stage right now. Wow. That's incredible. Congrats. Thank you. We can purchase the book on Amazon now. You can purchase Iman of Atlantis on Amazon. If you have Kindle, you can download it, uh, put it on your Kindle. The new book called Creating Your Vision is written. It's just going through changes, tweaks, the cover. Yeah. So the finalization process. Yeah, even yeah. though it sounds simple, it still could take a month or two or three just to wrap it up. And then behind that, which I we mentioned off air, is we're going to develop a membership site where I teach people the vision map and how to really do it. This is what I created when I started. I, I didn't get into that part of the journey. I created this map like, okay, I want a podcast. What do I do? What do I want? What's my future? Uh, you know, I, I asked these almost like eight questions, and I created a map. Now, when you go on vacation and you're driving, which I do, a, I, I do a lot and I've done a lot, I have a map. I know I'm going someplace. But sometimes you, you're supposed to be going north. You're driving south or east or west or in a loop. 
but you're still going to your destination. But And you don't see the mountain. You know, if you're driving the Mount Shasta, which I've done multiple times, you don't see it for a while. And here you are driving for a day. You don't see it. And now you're you don't going know if this you're going the right up. direction. But you have a map and you know that Mount Shasta is up there. And just like that, I have the vision map for your vision, for your business to accomplish that vision. No matter what it is you do, whether it's te technology, whether you're writing a book, whether you're creating a podcast, there's just really eight core steps that if you do them will get, help you gain much success. And I accomplished my vision map in like one to two years. I accomplished everything I set out and I had to, you know, I, I grew it. It's not a long thing like, you know, way back in the day, Brandy, the corporations way back in the day, a century ago, they had 10, 15, 20 year plans and strategies. Yeah. You let people laugh today. Like what? It's like, yeah. How could you even, you can't, yeah. it's not possible. So I look at it from the point of view of what are you going to accomplish in about a year or so? And it's, it stays very, very relevant, even though technology and world factors may change. Yeah. So you've got a lot going on. You have your show that's been running for six and a half years. You have your business. You've written a book. You're in the process of publishing another one. And you're launching a membership-based podcast, like information platform. Is that kind of how it's going to be? Well, I'll give you an example. I had someone on, on Twitter, which is my my biggest social media, like over 100,000 something. And one of my fans said, you know, Tony, I love your show. I listen to all the time, but I would love to be able to know more about certain things. Mm. And, you know, now, Brandy, you, there's only so much you can cover. It's like you saying, say, like you getting a text or a message saying, Brandy, I love having with Toe, but you didn't talk, Tony, I love the show, but you didn't talk about this. You didn't talk about that. You didn't talk about this. Well, there's a lot to say. So, I looked at that and I said, you know, I'm coming out with a membership site so that you can ask more questions about whether we talked about photography or HR or leadership or technology or podcasting, whatever the topic was, so that you can get more. And he, he loved it. He loved it. He says he can't wait. He can't wait for that site to come out. That's and great. And I think this is what my fans need at this point to, to get more. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, uh, again, it, it's easier said than done. It's one sentence, you know, I'm going to build a membership site, but it takes time to build. You, I'm sure you've got your map. I do. <laughs> Very good on you. You, you move to the next step. <laughs> well, and even to back up a bit, Tony. So even when you embarked on the, the whole podcasting journey to begin with, you knew that you like to talk, like to conversate, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being a fantastic host. You've really mastered, you know, is that just something that came naturally to you? Were you listening to some of your favorite podcast hosts, talk radio hosts? How did you hone your interview skills? Well, to tell you something I've never said before, ever, is I paid no attention, zero. <laughs> I didn't even think of it until now. It's now here is six and a half years later. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I doing that? <laughs> I had multiple issues on speaking properly with people. I had my disabilities in that. Though I'm Italian, I can talk with my hands really well. And But I knew that if I'm going to speak with, 
you know, people, millionaires, billionaires, and, 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 and people who are icons in their industry, you know, I wasn't conceited or self-centered thinking I could do it all. I knew I needed help and I got a mentor and I was fortuitous in finding a world-class radio announcer, uh, Michael Benner, who is, uh, he's in the Who's Who, uh, Marquis Edition 2000, the year 2000. And he's a very popular radio announcer in Southern California, you know, as an example, my brother, John, when I told him that I'm speaking to Michael Benner about <laughs> helping me podcast, he like, he freaked out because he said, he said, I used to listen to him every week at some time. He was like, it was like such a staple for him. You know, Michael Benner was kind enough to give me some advice and some help on podcasting, not podcasting because it was new, kind of new then, but on interviewing. Mm -hmm. And he's helped hone my style. Just a few words, you know, he's very sage. A few words goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And I really attribute any success to his help, endurance, and assistance. And to this day, he'll periodically go, Tony, I listened to your show. I love it. By the way, did you know whatever? Blah? You know, he's very nice in how he brings things up. And sometimes if it's really a big change in how I do things, or a perceivable big change. He asked me for permission to mention something. You know, he's just so so nice thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. And I hinge. I like. I'm on every word he says. I'm like, shh, quiet. You know, it's like it's like the, like on the edge the, of your seat, just I'm waiting on the edge for of my it. Seat. The guru is speaking. Quiet, quiet. I'm like writing everything down. Going, uh huh, uh huh. And if I am good, because again, I have I don't have that luxury of focusing on it because. I want to keep podcasting so I don't focus on it too much myself. <laughs> but I believe that it's really helped. And, the, and the, the, the takeaway for everybody, no matter what you do, you can eventually figure it out. And a lot yeah. of people eventually figure it out. But it takes a long time. So get a mentor. Get somebody to help you give point, point things out, give you pointers, give you help. It really speeds up the process to your success. But you also need that vision map. You do need that vision map and you, and you need to know too, that you have to have some self-awareness to understand that it is an art, it's art, it's practice and, and being able to recognize that and be humble enough to accept advice and mentorship is really important. So well done on that. And, and you know, the guests that you have on your show I've been on your show. I had so much fun. It was such a great interview. But you have some really incredible folks on your show. What's that vetting process like for you? How are you determining who's going to be the best fit for your show and to interview? That is such a tough question, Brandy, because when I first started, you may like this as part of the answer, but not the full answer. When I first started, I didn't know anybody in the industry. Yeah, I, I went from online marketing to here I am meeting people, Zoom, face-to-face. -face. I'm talking with people way out of my class, way out of my league. These are, you know, these are people, they're well-known in their industry. Well, and I had zero audience. I knew zero people. So I went on Twitter and I, yeah, and, I, and other social media, and I started looking for posts by people who are successful that mm. talk about whatever they talk about. And you can go on social media and 
you go to the feeds and there's no lack of people saying, hey, I can help with this and hey, we do this. And I started reading those and I ran into a post by the Canadian equivalent of Tony Robbins, who is Dav Barron. And I loved his stuff. It was about entrepreneurs. Yes, everybody make notes of this. I said, I love what you say. I'd love to interview you on my show. And I've had him on at least twice. And he's had me on his show in the ensuing years. Incredible. And believe it or not, he to this date is one of my mentors. Every wow. once or twice a month, we get together for quite a while. And he just he just helps me improve myself. He's amazing. So I started reaching out to people to answer the question and inviting people that I thought would be a good fit. And it just grew and grew that, you know, coming forward now, six and a half years ago, I probably get like a thousand requests a month to get on my show. And there's only four episodes. Goodness. The vetting process is like, to answer that question, really micro super specific. The vetting process is, I've got so many emails every day I go through. And if I don't see something eye-catching in the first two lines, I would still be reading the emails from three years ago if I just didn't move on. So yeah. I just go, oh, look at this. This is, you know, this is, uh, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily mention people because I'm uh, currently seeing about getting some on the show. Oh, this is this person. Oh, this is this person. You know, and I'll uh, get a message out to them. I'd love to interview you or I'm interested in your bio. And a lot of them come on. There's just sometimes that they don't because of technical issues, which I'll go into in just a moment. Because mm-hmm. um, there's been a, a progression in improving my show. I don't just, I'm not doing what I did six and a half years ago. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, six and a half years ago, Brandy, it was the Italian style. It was, I learned about I learned about whatever I could on podcasting for two weeks. I jumped on blog talk radio live. What am I thinking? Oh my gosh. You're so brave. I know that's the Italian. And every time somebody said something, I said, oh, that's cool. Oh, great. Cool. I mean, I won't even listen to my old shows (laughs) because of my acknowledgements and my interview style back then. And I just grew and grew and grew. And now I'm, you know, I've gotten... You know, Mark Victor Hansen, uh, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup of the Soul series. That series has sold over 500 million books. You know, uh, Jeff Hoffman of Priceline Billionaire, Kevin Harrington, Shark Tank. I mean, I really do interview millionaires, billionaires. You know, it's it's not uncommon for... And we don't mention it in my guests. I never say, oh, here's a billionaire. No, you wouldn't know that this person... Is has $500 million cash in the bank right now and just mm-hmm. bought a big apartment complex. You wouldn't know it from the conversation because I'm not about the money, Brandy. I'm about how did you get there? What can we learn, you know, and get those insights? And it, it's a process. It's, a, it's an evolution. It's a tough process to vet. I used to be a year and a half out on schedules. And oh it, it was too long. It was too yeah. long. So I've cut it down to just a couple months. And right now it's it's bite-sized manageable. And I have an assistant even helping. 100% all she does is just handle my schedule, which I wouldn't have dreamed of this six six years ago. But I'm paying somebody just to take care of my schedule. It's like, I can do that, you know? It's necessary. It, there's so much to it. Yeah, I can only imagine. 
that is a lot of communication to to manage and and I you know it is it is definitely something that I we've worked with you before Tony so you know about our process and the clients that we represent but when I'm working with our team and talking about I love that you say you kind of look at the first two sentences and what jumps out at you about this potential guest and that's how most podcast hosts operate. Like they want to see something that grabs their attention right away. They don't want to have to read through a script, a page long to determine whether it's a good fit or not. They want to get the, the get the goods up front. And whether it's a person that you've had on your radar to talk to or a topic that you find really important, you know, just determining what what it is that that's that's calling to you. But that's that's important. And for anyone listening that is thinking about starting a podcast, has a podcast and looking for things, ways to vet guests and also people who will want to be a guest on podcasts, know you have to make it a powerful communication when you are reaching out to someone that you want to guest on their show. Yes. And all that said, there are exceptions to that rule. There's a guest who I believe is coming on that when I first read it, when I read the first two lines, I was interested. I read the bio. I said, nope, I'm not interested. And then somehow it came back to my email and I went and said, no, I'm not interested. And it came back again to my email somehow. And I decided, why do I keep seeing this guy in my email press? Why? So I looked up his bio and I was like, wow, I'd love to interview this guy. You know, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. There was information that was important to me that was missing. Because my show is about, you know, you're successful. You, you're an icon in your industry. We'd love to talk with you. And I didn't get any of that from the earlier communications. And I'm glad mm -hmm. I did it. And then I sent to my assistant, I said, I would like to interview this. And she goes, but you said to take them off the list. I go, I know. <laughs> Bring them back on. Yeah. So it can happen. Yeah. So so sometimes basically those first two lines don't tell you what you want to know about a very important person that would, would make a good podcast interview. Yeah, but when you're when you're sifting through a thousand emails, you have to have <laughs> some way of filtering that down. So I know, I know. <laughs> I was months behind on emails. Months. My biggest complaint was Tony, I, I you know, people would keep emailing me over and over the same thing because it just took months to handle my email. So it it's been a process just yeah. to get that down. And and again, I have somebody just all that all she does is take care of my schedule. You know, for my business, for podcasting, to be on interviews, all the schedules of everything. I didn't realize it was that much. <laughs> it it is a lot. We manage that for our clients. Like, so each agent has fifteen clients managing schedules. I was, I, I would say that is the most challenging part of the role is managing schedules, managing reschedules. You know, there's so many different things that pop up. Um, it's, have you ever used a, a calendar service like Calendly or any other? Oh yeah. Or do you, you do, you I already use, have I use, that. I use Calendly and it's, a, it's good. I've used a couple others. I'm not going to mention names, mm -hmm. which were decent. Calendly has more, um, more features, more, more, it's more expandable. Mm -hmm. But even then when you're, when you've got like four different criterias and categories of things that you would schedule with people and 
it just got to the point where I would even miss my own schedule. Yeah. So yeah. I had to bring some sanity to it. So I, I guess you could say it's because it's I've you know because I've grown, but you know to me it's like yeah, it's quite it's quite a lot. And I did want to say that your company does so well on helping people get on podcasts. I I know that the madness of the the last year or two has changed things, but prior to that, I had quite a few guests that said they wanted to expand on shows and I've sent them to your company. I don't know what's happened, but your company is um, the way you do it and the way it's handled and, and, and the whole process is just beautiful. It's really nice. And I hope, I hope that uh, anyone that's hearing this, that's thinking about it, you got it. You got to get with Brandy because they're really good Uh, out of all the companies I've, I have pitching me. This is, this is, this is a top one. Tony, Thank you. That's amazing. What an endorsement. You all heard it, heard it here from Tony. You can take this clip and put, <laughs> put it out on TikTok. I, I will. I don't do TikTok, but oh. maybe I should. I don't know. It's, it it's seems work. scary to me. I have like five, six, ten little clips on TikTok to just to test the waters. And yeah. it's fun. It's good. But it's it's like anything. It's it's you got it's a lot of work, and you got to grow it and grow it. And and this is a good point for everyone that's learning the podcast or doing things. You know, you can probably do most of the things that you hear us talk about, especially getting on shows. Oh, I could get on podcast. Everybody wants an interview, but the amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of work that it takes to be successful at that is a lot. If I, Tony, spent, you know, full time to get on podcasts, I'd be on a ton, but my business would would suffer. So you need, there's a time when you grow to a point where you need help, where you really, really need that. And my exercise on TikTok, which is still there, I realized it's too much effort. I'd rather take that effort and grow my Twitter, grow my LinkedIn. You know, I've got like 20 something thousand people, whatever, following me on LinkedIn, which is pretty cool. I've got over 100,000 on Twitter, but it just doesn't come in one day. It's growing. It's growing. So so I've put my work, and this is a really great, important piece of advice, because I'm just going to make this up. There's 2,365 social media platforms out there. <laughs> that seems really about gonna, right. You can, yeah. Oh, wait. Now, 64. You're really <laughs> going to work them? I get so many invites, special invites. Tony, just for you, waive all the fees, join our network, join this. And it's like, they're great. I would love it. But you got to work it the yeah. amount of time. So I focus on the on the key core social media platforms, which are very effective and very good to this day. I'm sorry if, if you're out there and you're creating a new social media platform. You know, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that it's amount, it's the amount of effort you put in relation to what you're going to get out of it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my decision on that. So I'm no, I'm not really much on TikTok anymore. You use Twitter. You have a very large Twitter following. You have a very large LinkedIn following. Facebook. I use Facebook. Kind of, maybe, sorta. Is like Facebook limits your personal to five thousand, mm. and and it's work to get followers on the page. And it's like, I could spend that energy to grow my other. So I have Facebook only because I think it's a requirement, you know, in yeah. a way in this world, you got to be on Facebook sort of thing. But I, I really don't even work it. 
I have my assistant put my posts there and uh, tell people about my show. And if there's some important message, it comes to me, you know, to answer. But it, it's just not as interactive. And to tell you the truth, I tried to put a post on last week on Facebook, and I'm like, how do you do it? They've changed it all again. Like, where do I go? How do I go? Always. And then I did a post that I'm told I'm not allowed to post. <sighs> it's like I was limited to three posts. I, You know, I posted on some group about my book. It was like, and then Facebook says you can't do it. I was like, what? They said I exceeded the maximum limit. I was like, what? I just did like three posts. So I was like, no wonder I don't do Facebook. And it's just getting tougher and tougher. And they won't show your post to your followers. Yeah. you got to pay. What? Goodbye. <laughs> well, and, and here's the deal. The people that you are trying to connect with, both on your, your business, for your business, for your podcast, to find guests, they're active on Twitter and LinkedIn. Like those two platforms make the most sense for what you're doing. What about YouTube? I'm on YouTube. I had issues with YouTube where they possibly, I don't know, I was getting two or three views and it just never made any sense. And no matter what I did to grow my audience or my subscribers, it never made any sense. It just, it would just keep going down. My numbers would mm. just keep going down. And so I did a, I, I'm doing a, a very heavy promotional campaign, almost as a test, but also maybe a little vanity. It's like, I, I can't, two, three people listening to my shows, no. So I'm doing a heavy promotional campaign and it's working. I'm getting in about, so within several weeks of a show being released, I'm getting like 5,000, 6,000 views. My subscribers are growing, but I've had to learn hacks. Like mm -hmm. you just can't put a video out. No, 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 no. You've got to put a little animated subscribe thing and you've got to have a little subscribe feature. You need all these things to grow. I didn't know that, you know? So I've learned all these little hacks or things. And so now my, my YouTube is going up, but I'm still not like really excited and impressed because I, I just based on promotions that I do where I know I should get more, more, uh, more people have listened it just doesn't make any sense for such small numbers, but it's not about the numbers. I'm just working to expand my show. I know there's a thing I think called shadow banning. I don't think I'm I'm important at all to YouTube to be shadow banned, but I also think on the flip side, I'm not important enough for them to really care much. So I don't think they, they really push me or help promote me or do anything for me. So I'm not excited about YouTube, but I but I do have a very very good presence there. You know, you'll see all my shows five six thousand views, uh, which I guess is decent. That's great. No, I think that's fantastic. I mean, YouTube is a beast uh, of its own. It's it's it reminds me a little bit of Facebook and just the way that they they protect and until you pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and pay yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get so, attention, which seems like a really it it's, it's just seems like a not a uh, a platform that I want to necessarily. I, I think it can be incredibly helpful to build your brand, but it just to to pay for that exposure at at such a level, right. it just seems kind of wild to me. And I've and just really fast on that, I've I've seen the YouTube of other people who have really good podcasts and do a really really good job, hmm? and I go to their YouTube. Five views, 10 views, 20 views max. I was like, yep, it's happening to them too. Yeah. It's, it's, it is selected 
who gets the views and I, and money is part of it. No, it's, it is a bit, it's a big part of it. <laughs> well, Tony, so as we kind of round out this conversation, I would love to have you just, you've given such great advice and tips along this, this conversation, but if you could point to maybe three of the most important things that you've learned over the last six and a half years as it pertains to podcasting. Oh, let's Could you do a narrow series. it down to three. Let's do, yeah, we'll do a three-year series, <laughs> one show a week. <laughs> well, you're all going to get on my membership, but okay, number one. When I podcasted, I told you a lot about what I did. So if, if you're starting out and mentors can cost money, get a secret mentor. A secret mentor? What's that? You podcast, I'm just going to make this up. Coffee. I'm podcasting about coffee. I love coffee. Good. So who are the key podcasters in coffee that have their coffee talk and coffee podcast and host my coffee and all these whatever, whatever they're called? Look at what they do. And this is, I've done this. I've actually done this and I still do this to this day. Look at their website. Look at their, their social media, the key ones. How are they doing? What are they doing? And learn from that. Don't to copy, but learn. For example, the, the big, just really fast, the big podcasters I follow, they'll have, some will have a, a pop-up on their webpage or not a pop-up because I kind of don't like them too much personally, but they'll have a, you know, hey, get my newsletter or they'll have a, they'll have it come, come across on a page or, or how they do it. And I take that and go, that's a great idea. And, and I'll, I'll have my tech guy kind of put that in place. Or I like how they do the interview style. I like their interview show page. So I start modeling and seeing what I like, what I feel I can do, what's going to resonate with my audience. And I'm not stalking them. Just they are teaching me, but they don't know it. And I start I start following and listening and seeing, well, they're so successful. I've seen one podcaster go from, relatively small to I think and hundreds of millions of downloads. How? Why? Because when I first started podcasting, this this person didn't even have a podcast. So I started learning what they do and how they do. So having a secret, a secret mentor, mentor. Yeah. is so important. And and so follow follow your top three. Another thing that I think will really help a podcast and that I talk about this almost every interview I do. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you're not. Maybe someday it'll be mainstream. Oh, yeah, we know. We, we, we've seen that in the search. But until then, I'm going to keep saying it. All roads lead to Rome. And I've talked even talked about this on my interview with you. When I see people, they 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 come up, you know, when... Let me rephrase that. I'll take my Chicago slang out of it. When I interview a really good guest and they come out with a new book or a course or a class, many times I see them, oh, it's this website. It's this website. It's this website. I interviewed a guest once. He had four different URLs. Oh, my gosh. And then complained about the show that he didn't get all the business that he wanted. I go, four URLs? I kept telling him it's a bit much. <laughs> what I mean by is if I have a, a book, it goes on TonyDURSO.com. I have a podcast, TonyDURSO.com. I have my, my, my marketing social media services. You, 
You can find it on TonyDURSO.com. It's like it all points together. So all the business or, or audience or traffic that I'm getting for one can now see the other. It's almost like you're cross-marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you come out with a podcast, when you come out with a class, a book, or anything, don't create another website. You know, Think about creating a, a website with your name, which is really good. That's why I, I grabbed TonyDURSO.com because it's portable. I thought about having like RevenueChatRadio.com. But then what happens when I c- come up with a book called Creating Your Vision, which is coming up in a few months? How does that, you know? So I started early and this is part of, this is almost its own separate thing. But look at you, your brand, hmm? when you podcast folks, ladies and gentlemen, podcasters out there. You are the brand. So, you know, you're Brandy Whalen. Your podcast is hosted. You know, you're coming coming out with a how-to series, but it's from Brandy, you know, and it start all pointing to you. So I say all roads lead to Rome. You could say all roads lead to yourself. So think about that when you're putting out stuff, because I, I fell in that trap too. I started creating, you know, I had like 12 different URLs or domains for different things. And I'm like, what am I doing with all this? Am I? I'll never give out twelve different domains on my on my podcast. So what am I doing? You know, I eventually got rid of them all. So yeah. that's a very good. It's a great, reason. great tip, and that's something you know. It's that's really interesting. Not to interrupt you, and you have one more to give. But we do that here, you know, we kind of battle internally as we're launching new products, new services. It's like, let's create a whole new experience. But we already have an experience and people are already coming here. So just building, expanding upon what we are, we've already built is going to be way more impactful than having to then build another completely different following for a completely different brand. So... It's a very, that's, that is very sound advice there. All right. What do you got? What's your, what's your third piece here? Didn't I give you three? <laughs> Maybe you did. I mean, you gave uh, me plenty. If that I was. Gave you, I gave you a bonus. No, no, I'll give you another. Like I said, we could do this for you. Yeah. Let's so do one this more. Is a, this is a podcast advice. Okay. Podcast advice. Yes. Most podcasters, this is prior to two years ago, because I didn't search today the stats, but prior to two years ago, most podcasters failed. 75% of podcasters didn't make it to the next year. They, mm-hmm. Prior to two years ago, there was even a word in the dictionary, pod fade. The average podcaster does seven, eight, nine, ten podcasts and then stop because it doesn't monetize. I have personally met, I have personally spoken with a number of podcasters. They're not around today. Podcasts, yeah. They're gone. So podcasting sustainability is a key. The person's got a job, the person does this, the person does that, and they're podcasting, which today is a requirement. You, you need to podcast, just period. But monetizing it is one of the key, key, key things to keep that podcaster going. Now, there's a lot of ways to deal with it. And again, this is a, a three-year weekly series on how to monetize on podcasts just by itself. But one of the things you can do, again, let's say we, we podcast about coffee. This is uh, Tony's Coffee Podcast, and I love coffee, and I'm just getting, I'm just getting known on, on, on it. You can start looking for affiliates of 
coffee products that you like, coffee mugs, mm. coffee grinder, coffee this, coffee that, coffee hats. Because because Tony's Coffee Podcast hat doesn't even have any merchandise yet. So you can start putting those links on your page. And uh, just a couple. Don't overdo it. And you can start talking about the key ones. And any sales, you'll get your 10, 20, 30%, whatever. Because, you know, it's they the have an affiliate, affiliate program. program and it's yeah. all set up. And it's something to learn about. So that's one way to do it. But that isn't necessarily going to pay your bills. The next thing to do, which is huge, I landed my biggest sponsor contract by this method. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Yes. Spam mail. I don't mean spam out, but I get spammed. Uh. I get mail about this and that, and I go through them sometimes. I, I don't anymore, and I go, I like what you guys got. I go, you should be on my show. Amazing. <laughs> and and I 7,000, you know, if you're going back a couple of years, $7,500 check. Here you go. You know, like a handful of episodes. It was like, wow. This is my biggest one at the time. People pay more now, but the point is, if, if something resonates with you, hey, they spammed you, so they did it first. So you're allowed. You're allowed. And there's no law against responding back to someone that spammed you. Instead of saying, take me off your list. Just say, this is an interesting product. You know, let me put it on my show. It's like reverse spam psychology. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, that's, that's, that's our new term here. <laughs> I have gotten clients for my social media marketing service like that. that yeah. you know, I get this. Okay, we won't say spam. I get these emails that, who's this person? And then they go, oh, I like your pasta sauce. I go, I love pasta. I'm Italian. Let me uh, let me market this. Here's my social media, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I get a client. So respond to that spam. Teach them a lesson. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's incredible. Now my mind is just spinning. I get I get emails all day. Who they'd be great Kitcaster clients. Oh I just God, need to like absolutely. Just turn that upside down. Instead so of like, deleting it, just respond to it. Say thank you so much for sharing this. You know, I can, you know, um, whatever, however you pitch it, you know, let's let's get you very like cooperative, like you and me, we're working together. Let's get you on another half dozen super huge shows. I'll, I'll show you how to do it. They'll answer back. Oh, I'd love to. Boom. Conversation. Done. Done. That's incredible. Okay. Those were all fantastic. Thank you so much for giving. I feel like that was some of the better tips that we've gotten thus far. And nobody's, we've, we've kind of steered clear of um, the advertising conversation. I've had a few with podcast hosts, but you know, I guess most hosts are like, don't do it to, to try to monetize, like do it because you love it. But which is absolutely what everyone should do going into it. But if you're putting time and effort into a podcast, you should be able to monetize it at some point. Yes. And you know, Brandy, and again, this is a three-year weekly series conversation, but yeah. I, I, I admitted like half a year worth of talking of that Tony's podcast, that I, Tony's Coffee podcast that I talked about mm -hmm. as an example is because I love coffee. I will talk about coffee, whether I'm paid or not. I will get up at nine o'clock in the morning to talk to somebody about coffee on a podcast because I love it. And that's what you should podcast about. Yes. Not just coffee, but what you, what you love, love, 
no matter what. Now, I've got to say very carefully, there is a huge, huge, ginormous, gigantic, monolithic world saying the opposite. It's huge, saying, don't follow your passion. Don't do what you like. Just go for the money. Just give me money. Just give me money. Just give me money. And I'm not mentioning any names or saying anything, but it's 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 a lot more fun and a lot better when you do it because you love it. Yeah. And that's what you should podcast about. And the money will come. The sponsors will come. The spam mail will come. <laughs> it will. It will. And you can turn that into sponsorship, turns out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. How you get a, and that's how you get a good show is because you really enjoy it. Like, you know, I was joking saying, hey, I am Italian. I can talk. But I really love chatting with people. And I never knew this part of me from podcasting. But it's because I like to do it. And and for a while, I did it every day, every week with no money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really and, – and your listeners know whether you're passionate about what you're talking about and who you're talking to versus just showing up to potentially build something that you can monetize. So um, it just – you won't ever create that loyal fan base listenership if you're not fully in it. So thank you so much, Tony. This has been a wonderful conversation and we should do it again. Would you oh, be up for that? Absolutely. Because we have three, this is a three-year series. <laughs> it's a three-year series. <laughs> There's we so much get, to talk about this. We get motoring. Well, yeah. I'm, I did it for six and a half years. I have at least three years of stuff to talk about. You sure do. You sure do. <laughs> All right, Tony, thank you so much for being thank a guest you. on Hosted. We'll do this again for all of you listening. You should 100% check out Tony DeRoso's podcast. It is the Tony DeRoso Show, Journey to Success. And you can find it on all the places. And you know it's his everywhere. URL. He's given that out. And anything by, by a book, subscribe to be a part of the, the new Ask Anything membership only community and um, we'll catch you all next time. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It is my pleasure and honor to be here speaking with you and your listeners. I thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.